Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. If you're loving what you're hearing on the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, reach out and tell two friends about the show. Show them how easy it is to subscribe to the podcast. In particular, I'm finding that the percentage of Android users listening to podcasts is much lower than their Apple counterparts. Show your friends how easy it is to subscribe to a podcast. You may need to download an app first. There are so many to choose from, like CastBox, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Swoot, that's spelled S-W-O-O-T. There's more than 20 in total. The podcast can also be found by asking for it by name on Amazon Alexa. Spread the love around. Why keep all this goodness to yourself? On today's show, we're talking about opinions. The nice part about opinions is there's no shortage of them. The world is unlikely to run out of them anytime soon. Last week, we reported on the podcast that Fannie Mae had published their housing confidence metrics, showing a very high consumer confidence in the housing market. A new report published by CCN paints a far more pessimistic view of the market. The report referenced new guidance from Home Depot, which has lowered its guidance on both revenue and earnings for 2020. They cite several factors for the lower guidance. There's an acute shortage of homes at the entry level of the market. Homes in this category are priced below 200000 the housing market's also experiencing a shortage of mid-tier homes, that is, homes priced between 200000 and 750000 And according to data from Realtor.com, the inventory of entry-level homes that are priced below 200000 has witnessed a sharp drop of about 16.5% in the past month. The author draws conclusions that the shortage of supply combined with a possible future increase in interest rates could cause the housing market bubble to burst in 2020. The author went on to say, In all, the U.S. housing market is suffering from a lack of supply. This could prove to be its undoing next year as buyers are likely to be priced out of the market if mortgage rates continue to tick up. Americans are already under duress, as evident from four straight months of declining consumer confidence. So when I read things like this, I sometimes find it hard to make sense of the logic. So I read the article four times, and each time I tried to follow the chain of logic that would lead to the outcome the author is claiming. Yes, consumer confidence has fallen for four straight months. It fell from a high of 135 to 125 and a half over the past four months, and in the past month the index fell from 126.1 to 125.5. A measure of 100 is considered neutral. And while it's true that consumer confidence has fallen slightly, it's still considered well into positive territory, and it's consistent with what the folks at Fannie Mae reported last week. The author says, consumer confidence is also low, which is an outright misrepresentation of the data. I'm sorry, consumer confidence is not low. It has dipped slightly, but remains incredibly high, well above historic averages. For contrast, consumer confidence hit a low mark of 60 back in 2013 and didn't reach neutral, that is 100, until midway through 2016. The author of the report seems stuck on pushing a particular narrative and is quoting numbers that actually contradict his conclusions. It's almost like they're asking the reader not to be confused by the facts. When there's a shortage of supply and an excess of demand, it has the effect of pushing prices up. That's exactly what we've seen. The shortage is driven by population growth and by the millennial generation finally getting into home ownership. The number of new homes constructed is not keeping pace with population growth. Where we're starting to see bargains is in the upper segment of the market. These larger homes are selling at a relative discount to the market on a per square foot basis. We call this price compression. A house double the size is not costing double the price to purchase. Now, unless the demand evaporates, we can expect continued upward pressure on house prices, in particular at the bottom of the market. 
where we're seeing prices fall is in areas where people are moving out. Those are in those shrinking markets like Detroit. So did Home Depot actually lower its guidance? What does the revenue decline at Home Depot really mean and what's driving it? Could it be that a smaller number of homes on the market would in fact reduce revenue at Home Depot as the author suggests? Well, I decided to read the transcript of the investor meeting held this past week. And the guidance from the CEO was pretty clear. The age of the housing stock in the U.S. favors remodeling, and the company is forecasting GDP growth of 1.8%, and they're forecasting revenue growth of between 3 and 4%. Now, there is a degradation of profit margin at Home Depot in the forecast. This has more to do with uncertainty over trade, and therefore the cost of products coming into the stores. Which one of these will be subject to tariffs is anybody's guess, and all of this makes sense. In my view, the author of the article has an agenda. They're trying to paint a picture that the real estate markets have some downside risk. I get that. I have no problem with having that point of view. If the author wanted to highlight the downside risks, there's ample data they can find to make that argument. There's no need to make stuff up. So as you consume information, stuff you read on the internet, read it with a critical eye and ask yourself, does this make sense? As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.